Well, Seymour, I made it, despite your directions. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers, welcome. I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable luncheon. Yeah. <gasps> oh, ye gods! My roast is ruined! But what if I were to purchase fast food and disguise it as my own cooking? <laughs> Delightfully devilish, Seymour. happened this weekend and um i'd like to talk about how thoughts and prayers are probably more effective than contacting your representative because <laughs> people <laughs> liberal, liberals really be like okay we're gonna like name and shame people by putting their NR nra like donation whatever information on the internet and i'm gonna call them 60 times and they're gonna change gun control and i'm like shut the fuck up you're probably better thinking about it tweeting about it, praying about it, than actually doing that. You're probably going to get a lot more done. And also, gun control is probably really stupid and bad. Spicy take. Tell me why. Okay. <laughs> Not that I don't already okay, know. Okay, I'm about to get canceled. But, okay, so I saw this tweet today. I think I'm just going to read this. Um, we, we talk a lot about bad takes on Twitter. I think we should showcase the good takes. So this was from Baba Duke Spinoza. Very great, great name. They wrote, I know it's not comfortable to stick your neck out on this, but if you realize liberal gun control will only result in the increased criminalization and brutalization of our most vulnerable communities, you need to speak up about it because that's the way the wind's blowing. It's become so moralized because people blame the guns for the white supremacist and misogynist violence, but the fact is that stricter gun laws will always, always be used to lock up more young men of color and kill even more of them on sight. That should matter to people. And young white men whose ideologies serve the ruling class and the state will always find a way to get around those laws because they'll barely apply to them in practice. Also, exposing people with mental illnesses to stricter government surveillance and supervision is basically a fascist dream. People need to realize what they're actually advocating for. Um, if you're looking for something to, to do about these shootings, focus your attention on white supremacy and misogyny because that's what's feeling nearly every single mass shooting. That's what the rest of the threat is basically like. But I mean, a lot of research shows that actual gun control would not be effective. Like it just wouldn't be at this point. They've tried gun buyback programs in the United States that have just failed spectacularly. Like I just don't think they would work. And kind of what that threat is, like they're all they're going to do is target people that need to be armed more than anyone else. Like I think that's just what's going to happen. And I just think it's bullshit. I it's, think it's stupid. It's like when um, <clears throat> the Black Panthers, when they had were carrying guns to protect themselves, and like weren't they like protecting like voting areas and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. and, and then they were like, "Oh, we can't have all these black people, you know, these angry black people with guns around." So that's when they, you know, <clears throat> that's when they created stricter gun laws back then to directly affect them. Yeah, I mean, I really think. Because when the revolution comes, which it will, I mean, the everything is becoming so dire 
The environment is literally on fire. The Arctic Circle was burning. It's 80-something degrees. Yeah, it's... And people are literally on in caravans to go get insulin. It's like things pe- things are just becoming so dire. Like the revolution is now is soon, and people are gonna need to arm themselves. And what is what's gonna happen as soon as the revolutionaries are armed? They're gonna be like, oh my god, oh my god, take their guns away. Whereas like white men, they're never gonna have a problem. Like these, the, the tweet says, people whose ideologies serve the ruling class, like these white men who are going out shooting everyone, they're never going to have a problem getting guns. I just feel like people, liberals, what they love to do is they love to say, contact your representative. And then the, my other favorite thing is vote, vote. That's going to solve everything. We have to vote. That's going to solve everything. Like, no, it's not. You're really putting your faith in these ghouls because even if, even if your Democratic senator or whatever does support gun control, they still support a bunch of other shit that creates an environment where these mass shooters exist. Because a lot of these mass shooters exist because of white supremacy and because of misogyny. And I don't see a lot of, like, just because you enact gun control doesn't mean you're, like, whatever senator isn't contributing to that environment. And they're literally partaking in a government system that exists to serve white supremacy so whatever it's annoying i mean it's like there was like several studies that showed that most mass shootings have are tied together by domestic abuse or like men experiencing rejection by women or white supremacy it's like you are way better off focusing on those than taking than targeting gun control and i do have to say self-awareness moment i used to be very much like yes gun control now that's the way and then i think i just started to read about it more and then i was like oh okay never mind also i went to a shooting range with my boyfriend earlier in the year and i was like guns are cool actually see i don't like i i'm firearm safety certified i'm not i don't like guns they scare me yeah but with my like mental instability i don't think it's wise for me to have a gun at home definitely not i can tell you as your <laughs> as your friend it's 100 percent a bad idea for i'm you pretty sure if i were to go buy a gun like i'm pretty sure like the person would just look me in the eye and be like you just you look a little off like i just i don't know you have bangs women with bangs <laughs> probably shouldn't own guns <laughs> i think that's like a fair <laughs> rule i feel like women who have bangs like are clearly like i think it's like a sign of emotional instability like, do you really trust a woman with with bangs, with a gun? I think of all, like, in TV representation, like, I'm watching Fargo right now, like, season three. Oh, I should do that, too. Yeah, and, like, the main, like, female protagonist who's, like, a criminal, she like, kind of has, like, my hairstyle. She has, like, the bangs. And it's, like, I feel like in TV and movies, if, Called a woman, out. if, the woman, if a woman has bangs, you know she's the villain or she's, like, not okay. <laughs> so here's my proclamation. I'm anti-gun control, but if a woman has bangs, deny a gun to her. She doesn't need one. She's already that, unwell that's enough. That's the only gun control measure you yes. support. My gun control is no guns for women with bangs. <laughs> that's why you should vote for me oh. next year. You got my vote. Okay. No guns for women with bangs. So, yes, uh, the tragedies, are, it's like, uh, it's honestly like super depressing. It's beyond a gun control issue. It's a white supremacist, fascist, racist issue that has just seeped into our culture and not just American culture, but, like, the entire world. Yep. It's obvious that fascism is on the rise everywhere. Yep. And 
obviously it's also due be- to the huge wealth inequality throughout the entire world. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's what's creating these these mass shootings. Also, the internet and the connection of these people being able to reach each other much easier throughout the world. I think the El Paso shooter was on HAN. HAN, yeah. It's so many of these shooters this year, they've been on HAN or they've been on other internet communities. I didn't even know what HAN was. Yeah, I don't know. There's, It's just like straight up like mass shooter social networking sites. That's what it feels like. And because a lot of them have manifestos that are online and um, I know at the El Paso shooter, his manifesto was essentially like Hispanics, in quotes, are Invasion. invested. Yeah, yeah invading, invasion. which is straight up rhetoric from Trump's Trump. campaign. Yep. And he, on his Facebook page, he had shared a picture of Trump spelled out in guns. Um, I saw that. Yep. And it's like, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if anything has been released about the Ohio shooter. But I did know I saw that the majority of the people that were murdered were black. In the nightclub. And the shooter is a white male. So... What do you know about the... Was it the Garlic Festival shooting that was like last weekend? Yeah. Well, do you know anything about that? No, I don't really know much about it. Although I did see a great take from some MAGA assholes. Like, he can't be a white supremacist because he's Italian and Italians aren't white. I was like, wow, that is like a plot in The Sopranos. Like, that's The Sopranos episode right there. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, so no, I mean, I don't really know much about that one. All I know is like a fucking six-year-old was murdered, like, un unfucking believable and like fucking. I think I saw. I it's like I go online. And I just see like breaking news shooting, and I'm like, is it is it old news, new news? Half the like, time you just keep scrolling through your yeah. Twitter feed because you're just like, I don't have the the time, mental capacity, to just to process this or deal with. Like yeah. it's so commonplace now. Which is insane. Yep. I mean, it's like, I I just, it's hard to like want to be in public. Because like, I, I went to a play today. Um, and it was definitely like a closed event. Like, nothing's going to happen to me there. But there's just something now about like being in, in public events when you're in crowds. No matter how safe it is technically, there's something like just deep down inside me is like, I could die here. Like, what's to stop some asshole like coming in here and shooting everyone? I mean, I was so happy when my youngest brother graduated high school because I just didn't want to have siblings in high school anymore. Because I'm surprised the high school I went to in Georgia never had a, a mass shooter. Like, I'm genuinely surprised that hasn't happened yet. But, like, it's just like, I mean, because, you know, I worked in high school for a long time, too. And every day I was like, these kids are going to die. Like, it's just so fucking depressing. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, I did, so I did training to be a substitute teacher, and we literally had to do mass shooter training to be a substitute teacher, where you're only there every now and then, but you still have to do mass shooter training. Isn't that fucking depressing, to be a substitute teacher, you have to do mass shooter training? Like, oh my god. Like, That's like the fucking, uh, the bulletproof backpacks. Yes, I saw that. You're like, this is how we're gonna... There's a subreddit. Another Catherine's advocating for a new subreddit this week. It's called I think it's called Boring Dystopia, and it's just basically things like that. Where it's like bulletproof backpacks. Where it's so like I need to follow that right now because that is a perfect way to describe our current yeah. our current hell world. Yeah, it's just a boring, boring dystopia. dystopia. Like, like it's insane, but also like not. It's just so ingrained that it's boring. Like it's not even that exciting. 
but you know deep down that's fucked up. I think it's like a boring dystopia or boring dystopia, something like that. Boring dystopia has more members. Yep, that's it. I'm joining it right now so I can look at it later. See, I'm always on Reddit. I mean, that's your Reddit recommendation of the week. Yes, I should. R slash boring dystopia. Yes, I should probably get off Reddit, but I mean that's where a lot of those mass shooters probably are right now. Uh, yeah, maybe, but not, but. You, you're not on like slash poll or any of that, are you? I just no. I mean, I, I think it's like I'll occasionally go into subreddits and I'll just like, they kind of slant a certain way, like in certain terms of comments. Like for example, people on Reddit absolutely love talking about uh, women who make fal- false accusations of rape, which is definitely a problem. What reddits are you on where you're seeing that? Because I don't see it, but I'm like... I'm I just on... go through popular sometimes. Oh, see, I... Because I, I, I hate myself. I stick to, like, our sneakers, our Simpsons shit posting. Yep. Uh, our Vans, because I'm a brand whore. Um, and, like, our Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... And our Pokemon, it's just... Yeah. It's just, you know. That's stay there. Because, like, unpopular, it's, like, they certainly slay in a different way. Like, they love to be, like, they love to talk about women making false rape accusations, which does exist, but it makes up, like, 1% of all allegations. But they, like, rarely ever call out rapists. Like, they just, like, love, they just, like, very much, like, also they all hate, like, social justice warrior, POC types. It's, like, and also, like, our libertarians always makes front page for some reason, even Ugh. though they're all psychotic. Sorry if you're a libertarian. That's where you're a libertarian. Fuck off. Yeah, and fuck read off. a read a book, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they probably read Ayn Rand or something. So oh read God. a book that's not Ayn Rand. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's that. We live in hell world. Welcome to the jungle. Exactly. <laughs> well. That's a good way to start the podcast. Uh, it's Cancel Club episode four. We're still doing it, baby. Can't still believe around. it. We're still doing it. It's well, great. I'm Catherine. I'm Scott. What are we canceling this week? Or not canceling? I don't really... I feel like we've already kind of like... Episode four, we've already kind of gone off. Like last week, did we really cancel Disney? I think we canceled Disney. Like I think at the end of it, we were like, they're pretty bad. But like we still had like a... like. They, I, they have a good place in my heart, but, like, as a corporation, like, they're pretty bad. <laughs> I was talking to a friend today, and I think our this show is more, or I should say, less about us, like, canceling stuff, and more about us coming to terms with, like, the things we like and, like, how they are bad or, you know, shady. Like, like recognizing the the darker parts of things in our world that we can also still try and enjoy or or just like so ubiquitous in the world like we have to just be aware of the bad things it's about finding nuance yeah yes that's a better way of putting it like i think it's important for there are some things definitely to cancel but i mean i think i hope i hope eventually our podcast will just show itself as a critique of cancel culture which i think we're gonna do an episode about eventually i hope we do we'd have to that's just about cancel culture because like it's definitely a thing where i think i think as human beings we tend toward black and white thinking just from like it's easier yeah it's well, a survival but- standpoint when you're trying to survive you think will this kill me or keep me alive yes or no it's easier to put things in certain boxes it makes life simple well i mean especially in yeah. our, our our hell world that we live in now where everything is just so chaotic and there's so much going on and everything demanding your attention and 
just occupying space in your brain, it's so much easier just to be like, okay, that's bad. Fuck it. We're done with that. I just yep. don't think about that anymore. They're gone. Yep. Instead of like, no, we actually probably should take the time to evaluate this a little more. Things can be kind of gray and murky. We can't just be like, yes, no, yes, no, yep. you know, like. Yeah, and I think that's definitely something from just, like, a psychology standpoint is very human nature, and it's just, like, but it's because of the internet. It's manifested its way in a very, like, unique cultural-like phenomenon where, like, someone will just be like, this is canceled, and everyone's like, all right, end of discussion. So here at Cancel Club, we say not the end of the discussion. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Let's unpack. So this week, we're going to talk about fast food. Yes, a very... We came on this topic at right, literally right after we recorded last week's episode because we were hungry and we're going to go to Burger King. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> this is wild. So we, we, were, we were driving to Burger King after we were like, let's go get some food. And we were talking about, you know, fast food a little bit. We were talking about how, man, Burger King is... Is like good. We both like Burger King, but they just seem kind of like fucked right now. Like they're in a weird place, and like every one of them seems to be kind of like two days away from closing. They're doing weird stuff, like that nasty taco that I was never gonna try. Um, and like I told Catherine, how I was like the day before I had gone to Burger King in the drive-through, and they're like, "Uh, we're cash only right now," and I was like, "Oh well, I guess I can't do that. Never mind." So I went somewhere else. So I'm like, "We need to go to Burger King now." So we, I take her to, like, a good, quote-unquote, good Burger King. And we go in, walk inside. They're like, our credit card machine's down. We're cash only. And the grill's broken, so we don't have small burgers. And I was just, like, dumbfounded. I was just, I'm just sitting in there like, what does any of this, what does any of this mean? What do you, wait, first of all, small burgers? You don't have small burgers? What does that entail? And then I, I was just like, we just lived a perfect example of what I was talking about, of how, Burger King just seems so messed up. And I was like, like, next week, let's just talk about fast food. I mean, it's definitely a part of American culture. And it's definitely part of our own personal... Deeply. Yeah, lives. And I think I think it'll be fun to talk about because I like to talk about... First of all, what's the best fast food? Because we need to talk about that. Cause, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but I think it's also important to talk about how... Well, there's definitely a lot of bad shit about fast food. And more, more specifically, the industry... Um, and the big corporations behind it. Like, also, it's really fucked up to shame people for eating fast food. And documentaries like Supersize Me that are complete bullshit really contributed to that and are bad. So it'll be a wild ride. So to start off with this, should we talk about our relationship to fast food? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, why not? Because um, I'm, I'm sure you've got a pretty interesting story so i am i lived most of my life in the south so i feel like some of my earlier childhood moments is eating chick-fil-a i remember when mulan came out chick-fil-a had a mulan toy and i remember going to the chick-fil-a at the mall of georgia which has a movie theater in it and getting the chick-fil-a mulan toy and then going to mulan the movie whoa so, I feel like... We didn't have Chick-fil-A here back then. Yeah, fuck this whole, like, Szechuan sauce that caused a Rick and Morty riot. I remember things like the the Mushu Choi from Chick-fil-A, which is way better than McDonald's. And I know that'll get me canceled, and we can talk about that in a bit. But anyway... We'll talk about Chick-fil-A. Settle down. Yes, we'll talk about Chick-fil-A. 
So anyway, I mean, I feel like it's like I have a lot of memories like that, too. And then also my family, we have relatives up in Minnesota, so we'd always do road trips. And we'd always do a road trips during holidays. And so I spent one Christmas, we literally spent it at a jacket box because, you know, we're like in the middle of nowhere. We need food on Christmas. It's like the only place that's open that's not like a grocery store. Um, So I feel like that's just been a part in the background of my life. And now I feel like... um, I don't know. I feel like it's just such good comfort food. And, like, something, I guess, about myself is, like, I've struggled with an eating disorder since forever. And sometimes, like, what is nice about fast food is, for me, like, a lot of times, like, the cooking and, like, going to restaurants and grocery stores can be really overwhelming. And fast food makes it so that I can, like, just be in my car. It's me and a person in a drive-thru. They give the food to me through the thing. It takes out so little anxiety. And yes, like there's the, you know, the anxiety about the actual food I'm eating, but it takes out so much of that for me. Like, I don't feel like I have to interact with a bunch of people staring at me eating. I don't have to prepare any food. Like, I feel like it's it's really like helped me through a lot of my anxiety. And also it's just really convenient when I'm like zooming around all the time in my car. So I feel like fast food has kind of like served a really important purpose for my life lately in that regard. So... I, I don't know, I feel like as I've gotten older, I think I've appreciated it more and definitely like am more aware about how it can be bad. But like being in an eating disorder treatment, we'll talk this bit, I've never had a nutritionist be like, don't eat fast food. They're just like, eat, like eat anything. So I've never had a nutritionist tell me don't eat fast food. It's more like, good, I'm glad you're eating. So I think it's served a really important purpose in my life. And um, I do wish I lived in the South because the fast food there is way better. It oh, is. All the food down there is way better. I was so, okay, you gave me a look where I thought you were going to fight me. I was like, uh, what, Taco John's? I think I was literally telling you last weekend, <laughs> Catherine, I need to take a three-day vacation to Atlanta just to get some food. Yeah, like, honestly. I'm planning on doing that real soon. You should. Oh, come on. Let's just do it together. I can find super, some time. We'll fly out Thursday night, come home Sunday. I just want to eat. Like, I got to go to Flying Biscuit because those are probably my favorite pancakes I've ever yep. had. Uh, we're going to hit up Crystal's. Yep. Because I've never been to Crystal's. We'll have to go to Crystal's. And I'm a big White Castle fan. I've heard they're pretty similar. They're very similar, yeah. And then, I don't know, just, oh, Waffle House. Waffle House, I baby. I still haven't been to Waffle I wanted to go. I was there for. Bojangles. I was in Atlanta for a week, and I never got to go to Waffle House, and I'm still upset about it. We need to go there. We need to go to Bojangles. We need to go to Barberitos. We need to go to Mellow Mushroom, which is a way better pizza luce. Oh, I mean, that's not really hard to do. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty good. So I'm saying, like, I think, like, also being from the South, like, you just take for granted how good our fast food and fast casual is, and then you come up here and it's like, noodles. Noodles sucks. It's okay. Like, it's cheap and convenient. It's not that cheap, though. No, I guess it's not. What is your... I always get a small, though. So it's, like, pretty... It's pretty like the small portion is pretty cheap. I guess relatively. yeah. I'm 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 a bigger, hungrier guy, so for me, a small would never cut it. I don't think. Um, we talked about this a little bit, and I know you have a deep relationship with this place. Please tell me about Panera, because I think for the, for the purpose oh god for the purposes of this podcast, we're gonna lump Panera in as fast food. Yeah, it is because they do have drive-throughs. I think. Also, you can just put fast food and fast casual, like right. Chipotle. Chipotle counts, Pancheros. Yeah, noodles, noodles, noodles. Would be fast casual. Shake Shack. I know they don't have drive-throughs, but that is definitely That's fast, fast casual. food. Yeah, That's, any place like that. 
And I know you have a very interesting relationship. All right. With so if you go to my Twitter page, you'll see that the location is literally just Panera. Because I have tweeted probably, if you were to like search Panera on my Twitter account, you'd probably find hundreds of tweets of me being like, crying again in Panera. I'm so fucked up. Like I have literally had so many mental breakdowns in Panera. I have a Panera rewards card. Of course, baby, I'm going to get those rewards. I'm there all the time. Um, I like that they have the little self-serve kiosks, so I don't have to, like, look. They do now. They do. Some of them do. Every place says, I was at Shake Shack at the Mall of America today, and they now have a self-serve kiosk. What? Okay, I like it because I don't like having to look people in the eyes when I order, like, all the bread I'm about to order. I like it because I'm a very picky eater, so I like the self-serve kiosk because I can do my customization. Yeah. And I don't really have to worry about them. Like, someone not putting it in right and it yeah. messed up. I know I did it right, and I can... The chances of me getting the correct order are higher. Yeah. That's why I use the self-serve kiosk. Even though I have kind of a moral issue with the self-serve kiosk, because, like, I don't want to put people out of jobs. Yeah. But... Sorry, I didn't mean to derail your Panera No, I mean, it's just, like, I feel like a lot of people who know me know that I'm always, like, at Panera. And, like, their food, okay, the bread is, like, really stale, usually, and not very good. The soup can slap, but also not the greatest. But their drinks, their beverages, that, like, green papaya green tea or whatever slaps. I've literally gone into Panera just to order, get the drink, and nothing else. It's so, so good. So good. And it's like, I don't know, there's just something so comforting about it. And I feel like it's the main reason why I go there a lot is because it's right next to the pet store that I get crickets for my lizard. And so it's really convenient. And I've also multiple times gone to a Panera, sat at a booth with another like side and put the bag of crickets on that side. So it's like me, a bag of like 50 crickets, like, like making weird noises. And I'm just like crying and eating my soup. It is quite a spectacle to see, but Panera has also served, I feel like... None of what you've just told me is surprising in the least. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's like a typical day for me. But I guess if we're including fast casual, I feel like fast casual is also just... I think especially in college, in grad school, like, I think it's just... Very much. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of how many times I've been at fast casual places, especially ones that have Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, I mean, cause I, you can even expand it. I think like Starbucks should count as I, that's like fast. That's food. fast food. I would count it. Yeah, Starbucks. They, still, fast- they do technically serve food. Yep, and their drive-throughs. Yeah, yeah. I think like a lot of people, fast food, fast casual, whatever you want to call it, it serves a really important purpose mm-hmm. for people. So that's me. I love Panera. What's your favorite thing from Panera? Um, let's see. If I'm a, I do like their mac and cheese. But I usually get like a smaller thing of it because it, it can get cold really quickly and it gets bad. So if you're going to get mac and cheese, just get a cup or like get it with a pick two. But don't get a full bowl of it because it can get. I've it, never had their mac and cheese It's before. good. It's like creamy. I also haven't been to Panera in years. Okay. Well, we need to go to Panera because I know that menu very well. I always used to get the chicken wild rice bread bowl. Okay. That is. Okay. So my boyfriend and I go to Panera a lot and that's like his favorite favorite i think that's the only that and they used to have back in high school they had some like i don't know if it was like a southwest like panini sandwich or something yeah they have one that's like a chipotle or was like chicken carbonara or something i think mm. that was my favorite and then they like discontinued that years oh. ago and so like i i don't know i haven't really been to panera a whole lot we'll have to go mm. their beverages are probably my favorite part i like the cookies the there's cookies always are a very good. candy cookie because i can't use m&m yep i always would get one of those every time I'm going to go to Panera. They have a kitchen sink cookie that's pretty good, too. The hell's a kitchen sink cookie? It's got, like, just a bunch of different things in it. It's, like, different types of oh, cookies. Oh, like, everything in the kitchen sink. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, but I do. I like. The, I usually get their like cheese, cheesy broccoli soup or the wild rice Ooh, soup in a bread good. bowl. I used to go to Panera a lot when I was a sophomore in college. It was a rough time for me. Yeah. Because I had just moved back home after my freshman year and was going to community college. So, like, in between classes, I would just go and sit at Panera and read comic books on my my tablet and just hang out and use the Wi-Fi and buy my... I don't know. It was... Panera is just like the weird place where you just like it's purgatory. Yeah, it's not real. Like it's every weird. time you go in there, it's always like old people, people doing job interviews, They're just or sad twenty like, something. Yeah, it's like or it's like people like they they're out to dinner with their parents. And they didn't know where else to bring them. Yeah, like that's it's like a very weird place. But then you still see a lot of people eating alone, and they all look depressed. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been like in a good mood at a Panera. No. I've never been, like, smiling in a Panera. I'm always, like, on Twitter going, I'm in a Panera and I'm so fucking depressed. Like, every time. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. And I feel like if you bring it up and you start asking me about a lot of different fast food, I feel like I just have, like, memories. Like, I have really important memories with McDonald's. Like, when I got extremely high and ordered a slice of cheese there. I told you about that, right? Uh, no. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, I could just, it's like, I think, like, fast food just really brings out the best in you. Because, like, I was really high, and I went to a McDonald's, the one in the University of Minnesota. Oh, one. Dinkytown McDonald's? Yeah, so, you know, Drunk Donald's. Oh, boy. And I was extremely high. Like, I just had an edible, and I was feeling myself, like, feeling myself. So I go up to the counter, and I definitely, like, wasn't hungry. I don't think I, I just, I wasn't really hungry, and I went up there, and I was like, I would like one slice of cheese. And they're like, I don't think we can do that. And I just remember looking at them and going, yes, you can. Just because I, okay, so. Fair disclosure. Okay, well, okay, let's just, we'll have to discuss this. We'll discuss this as we go further. But I worked at a Burger King for a summer, like back, like around like high school, like early college. So like, I was like, no, you can't. Like you can punch it in. Just took one slice of cheese. And they did it. And then I remember like the ticket, because you know, like the ticket comes out for this, you know, the people in the yep, back. Yep. And they grabbed it and they. One of them, like, fell over laughing. <laughs> and they were like, wait, what? And the person, the cashier, who was not amused, was like, she just wants a slice of cheese. And they're just, like, cackling. And I'm just, like, not phased. Like, I don't necessarily think it's funny. Like, I just want my slice of cheese. And they're all, like, dying laughing at me. And I'm just so fucking high. I can't comprehend why they think it's funny. I'm just like, oh, my fucking slice of cheese. And then, so they, they give me two slices of craft cheese in a salad container. So they were like... I guess they felt really bad for me because they gave, they gave me, you two. They gave me two slices of cheese. It was thirty-two cents. I still have the receipt at home to remind myself about why I don't do edibles anymore. Um, you should frame it. Yeah, I mean, it really should. And um, I remember I brought out the slices of cheese in my salad container to like the table where my friend and I were eating, and the manager came out to talk to me, and I was kind of I was like, "Wait, what?" And she was like, "I just want to know why you did it." <laughs> And I was like, and I'm just so, I'm clearly high as fuck. And I just remember being like, I just wanted to see if like I could do it, if you would do it for me. And she's like crying, laughing at me. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not like in on the joke. I don't, I wasn't doing it to prank them. Like I was just high and I was like, what if I were to get a slice of cheese? And I think I went home to my friend's house, like, and I fell asleep, like clutching the cheese to my chest. 
Yeah, it was really bad. That's probably the most Catherine story I've ever heard. But anyway, like, I feel like fast food, like, I feel like in fast food restaurants, like, I just see, like, kids, I feel like a lot of teenagers, like, do, and college students have lots of wild memories in fast food restaurants. Like, there's something so chaotic about them. And just talking about it, I'm like, wow, I have so many memories with, like, in fast food restaurants, either regarding their food or not regarding their food. So, anyway, that's me. How about your relationship to fast food? Um, Wow. If it's hard to explain for me because it's it's so like just deep in the person I am. Um, hold on one second. I'm gonna I'll be right back. I'm gonna pause this right here. Show me. Okay, we're back, and this might be relevant to explain my relationship to fast food or help help explain it. But I went and got my box of things I refused to ever throw away. And a lot of it here, I know this is a very visual medium, but for me, fast food is, has been a part of me since I was a little kid. So some of my favorite all-time toys that I cherish really strongly are from fast food restaurants. What? So are these ones so you're giving me? Catherine is now holding a small doll that I think is from a Burger King. It's that the Jester from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. This is a little Mr. Potato Head from Burger King. It used to... Um, clip him onto a little thing of like fries and you could push the buttons on the oh. side and he would swing around the fries like he was like a gymnast. Um, I don't believe that I have any teeny beanies from big, not McDonald's in here. I remember those! But here is a... I think this is from a, a fast food restaurant. It's Baby Pegasus from the Disney Hercules movie. Oh my god! Um, what else is in here? Oh, here is... um. One of the demons, pain or panic or whatever, from the Hercules movie, also from a fast food restaurant. Not in here is my my cat dog toy that is in a different box. But, like, I think just those alone show, like, my deep connection to fast food ever since I was a little child. Yeah. Growing up, there used to be a McDonald's that was right down the street from my house that is now a, a, a bar. Um... I also had, I remember vividly, I had almost all of the the VHS tapes. Do you remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, the Klasky Chupo helped produce, Klasky, they did the Rugrats, they helped produce these animated like short movies that were on VHS tapes that you could get at McDonald's of like Ronald oh. McDonald and his friends. I strongly remember those. I had, fast food is in, almost ingrained in my DNA. Like, I just moved. If you look in my fridge right now, it is empty except for some coffee, a couple beers, and Diet Coke because I have not gotten any food because I just, I eat fast food a lot. It says a lot about my diet. It, I will admit that is very bad, but for me as someone who doesn't like cooking, I, I understand a lot of people find cooking as very therapeutic or an art form. For me, it's an extension of labor and work. And when I get home from work, I last thing I want to do is do more work just to yeah. eat. I'd much rather just swing through a drive-thru on my way home and eat something and then forget about it. Um, I don't know. I have a really interesting relationship with fast food. It's very deep, maybe a little dark. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I mean, we didn't really start talking about it until last week, I think. 
Because we went to Wendy's, and I hadn't been to a Wendy's in That's right. Forever. That's another story. We went to Wendy's, and they forgot our order. They just, like, lost it. We were sitting there for, like, 20 minutes, and we're like, where's our food? And they just had nothing, no information on no. our food at all. We had to give them the receipts. Well, Wendy's is interesting. But we were nice to them, and we didn't go full-on Karen on them. No, because, I mean, like... It's not their fucking fault. Also, these were just... These were obviously, like, high school kids. Yeah. We're working Wendy's at, like, 10 p.m. We're like... On a Sunday night. It's yeah. not a big deal. No. We don't need to get mad over chicken nuggets. I think just like with fast food, I think everyone, I think it impacts everyone's lives. Whether or not, even if you don't eat fast food at all, like you have some relationship to it. Because I think like. I especially think, as an American. Yeah. Especially people who are like, I don't eat fast food. I, th- I think if you count caribou coffee and Starbucks as fast food, then that go ahead right away. You do consume fast food. You just do. I think everyone does to some point their cultural impact. I mean, in advertising, like fast food advertising takes up so much of space. And I feel like the jingles I know for fast food restaurants, I feel like I know more than I know like other things. Like we have the meats for Arby's and like I'm loving it. You know, I feel like I know those more than I know Mm -hmm. other brands. So I feel like it's such a part of our culture and definitely something needing to be discussed and definitely warrants a lot of criticism. But I think I'd also like to talk about why people get shamed for it and why I think a lot of people don't like to talk about that they eat fast food. Because I don't even think we really talked about it until last week where I was like, oh, I have a bunch of fast food wrappers in my car right Yeah, now. I didn't even really know that about you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious about me. Anyone who knows me personally knows, like, I have a deep connection with fast food. and. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how, who I am. But I didn't, I didn't know that about you until we started talking about it, really. Yeah, there's, like, right now in my car, I think I have... I have a lot of fast food diversity in my car right now. I've got some Culver's. I've got some Chick-fil-A. Yes, I'm canceled. I got some McDonald's. I got some Starbucks. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I got something else in there, at least. I'm also I'm, just a messy car person. I mean, you stopped at Starbucks on your way over here today. I did. I went to Shake Shack for lunch. Oh. I'm envious. Sorry. We were at the Mall of America. Oh, so good. So where else are you going to go? Yeah. There's only two of them in Minnesota. Um, yeah. I mean, my whole car, I literally, the, today I had to, I was scooping out just like cups and bags of fast food out of my, to clean my car to, before I had to go and move a few more things. Yeah. Um, I definitely think like. I think it's important to talk about it and just be like, it's, it's, I definitely, so like, I think we should just start it off with like, let's talk about like the documentary Super Size Me. Did you ever see that documentary? I've seen it a nauseating amount of times. Okay, I've never seen it. So you're going to really? have no. So I kind of know the basic gist of it, but I don't know much about it. I watched it, I think, multiple times in high school. I actually had a foods class where it was like a required viewing. It was a f- foods class was like, you learn a little bit about food, and like one day you learn about food, the next day you go and cook something, and then we watched it one time just for you know you gotta have to have a movie day, and I know a lot of people back then they would watch that movie and be like oh, I'm never eating McDonald's again. For me, I'd just be like, damn, I want some fucking McDonald's now. Yeah. But that movie, like, I remember watching it as a younger kid, thinking about how like, oh, this is really messed up. McDonald's is really bad, and now as I'm older, I'm like, there are a lot of flaws with this this yeah. movie it's not very, it's very scientific debunked. yeah 
I mean, just from what I've read is one, I know nutrition have showed it's not necessarily the food you consume. It's how many calories you're consuming. Because let's say you eat 4,000 calories of apples. Apples are technically healthy for you, but you just ate 4,000 calories. And nutritionists, so there was one nutritionist I saw who basically also ate nothing but McDonald's, but he controlled how many calories he was consuming and had no impact. And people have also, like, have lost weight from just eating nothing but McDonald's as long as they're controlling for the amount of calories they're eating. Like, it's more about caloric intake than just, like, the fast food element. And it's definitely not the greatest on your heart, like, fast food. Definitely the sodium, not. But, like, it's definitely not, like going to kill you and also like yeah so i know that and then also and a few other things too is i saw that he refused to report on his alcohol consumption during that month and that definitely would have messed with the test yeah and also that guy definitely self me too himself so that's kind of well i mean yeah but that aside i think before the the filming he was also like a vegetarian or a vegan or oh yeah had a very a very different diet and like that is a very drastic your body's change. not ready for that and it's obviously gonna um react poorly to like going zero to 60 like that yeah and i think it just really contributed like there's a lot like to talk about what for you know with criticism like Fast food restaurants are not good to their employees. Like, you know, I, I mentioned I worked at one for a summer. I have friends who work in fast food. And essentially what I understand is, like, and remember, is, like, it's really hot working conditions. Any kitchen, hot. really. I have, f- I have yeah. friends that work in the service industry yeah, and cooking. Kitchens. And- it's hot. And yes. oftentimes in those fast food restaurants, it's really cramped and small. So it's, like, very hot. Oftentimes workers get told, like, Oh, you barely can barely breathe. Like, deal with it. Like, there's nothing we can do. Very little accommodation. Um, fast food workers aren't paid very well. If anything, I think fast food workers are some of the most like looked down upon workers because what is the go-to line? Oh, you're just flipping burgers. That is always the line is flipping burgers. And anyone who's worked in fast food in the service industry knows it's never just flipping burgers. It's Flipping burgers, preparing them, customer, customer service. service, being on your feet, all sorts of, like, handling money, oftentimes cleaning. Not just oftentimes, you also have to do cleaning. Like, it's so many other things. So, I think fast food workers are some of the most looked down upon. I think people feel the most comfortable yelling at fast food workers over just, like, going to the store and yelling at people. Because I feel like they deal with a lot of Karens. Um, so, I think there's, like, definitely a lot of worker exploitation i definitely do not have what it takes i've never worked in fast food i could tell you right now i do not have what it takes i could never handle that kind of job i would lose my mind yeah i would no way i mean it's it's still labor someone is still working doing that thing you know yep i mean my sister and i started working at burger king the same day and my sister quit after two she was like i can't do this and I was like, well, I'm going to just try it out. Well, because you're a, a famous masochist. Yeah, and I hate myself. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I am glad I did it because it was like in a more rural part of Georgia. I feel like it, t- it, it like it really taught me a lot about the world, I think. But it's like I, I do think like fast food is like notoriously bad to their employees. A lot of their food is not ethically sourced. Like, no, a lot of their meat comes from really like bad. Their vegetables too. Their tomatoes. Veg- yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think is think it is Wendy's who's still one of the f- 
the last fast food restaurants to still use like um uh tomatoes from very unethically sourced tomatoes i'll just leave it at that yeah yeah i mean i feel like a lot of their food is definitely just like comes from very unethical like animal like and like just oh my god it's like i mean we could go into the uh, production of beef yeah this country is a huge factor in the global warming and climate yeah. change and that alone is pretty bad yeah so i yeah yeah i mean there's just like there's definitely like i think in talking about how important fast food is and like i definitely like eating fast food. i like eating it i don't just like the food i like the experience of it i like the convenience but also, like, I do recognize that, like, there's a lot to criticize there. Like, fast food workers are not represented. Another another subreddit is, I think, our fast food. It's all just, like, fast food workers. And you can get a good insight in how fucked up their lives are. Um, and definitely, like, yeah. So I think it's important to talk about that. And um, do we want to talk about Chick-fil-A now or later? Let's just go into it. You started off. Because, okay, we'll start off with Chick-fil-A. I, I think that might be the precursor to this episode. Is because I asked you last week. I confessed. Um, said, Catherine, I need, to, I need to talk to you about something. I think you're the only one who would understand. I've been going to Chick-fil-A for breakfast in the morning on my way to work. There's a Chick-fil-A on my way to work, and it's a good stop, and I love it. But anytime I talk to somebody and I tell them, that I and if I say anything about Chick Fil A, someone says, "Oh, they they get upset because of the whole." Everyone is aware of the CEO's homophobic donations to to anti LGBT causes. And there was recently that there's some tweet in Texas where they passed some law protecting religious protections, and it was like all the politicians like eating Chick Fil A. So like there was that too, yeah. Right, it does have a bad image like that, but I, I, I confess to you, I was like, I, what do I do here? Because I, I enjoy Chick Fil A. I really like their breakfast, and I like stopping there every morning. But I shouldn't say every morning. That's that'd be overkill. Yeah. But I, anytime I say anything to anybody, I get flack for it, which I, under I, which I one I do understand. What is our stance on Chick Fil A? Okay. So, because you told me that, and then I think my response was like, oh, I eat Chick-fil-A all the time. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which I was also was not, I mean, I know you're from Georgia, but I was not expecting that. Okay, because you go to the Chick-fil-A that's right next to my house. Well, like, that Chick-fil-A is like seven minutes away from me. It's like, a good Chick-fil-A. It's, it's a good Chick-fil-A. It's always super busy, but always in time. Okay, so, like I said, like, whenever I come home to Georgia with my family, we always go to Chick-fil-A. It feels like very much a part of my childhood. Like, to me... Chick-fil-A is like some people's childhood is really tied to McDonald's. Mine is Chick-fil-A. It's a very nostalgic experience for me in food. But okay. I think this might be a spicy take, but I think I think with liberals, I think a lot of times they think consumption equals politics. And that like what you consume is like what your politics is and stop. For example, like consuming like media with good representation and consuming feminist brands and consuming like music and tv and things like i feel like a lot of liberal stuff is all about i consume the right things and i consume and it's versus like that's just one small part of it but like what you consume and buy is not how you 
like saved the world. But do you ever get that sense from liberals where they're like, if I just buy all of these certain like up, like kind of feminist brands, that's how I'm going to fix things. Yeah, I can like, see what you I, mean. I get a lot of like a vibes where it's like what I consume. And I think that's just like, there might be a little bit of truth to that, but like me fucking buying Chick-fil-A, especially since I'm fucking, I'm not straight. So like, I had, like, I feel like there's got to be something to be said there. Like, I'm definitely not straight at all. And I go to Chick-fil-A. And it's, like, me, like, going to Chick-fil-A is, like, and spending however many dollars I spend there. Like, am I really, like, are you going to cancel me over that? Like, I'm, I am aware of the choice that I'm making. I'm consuming a product that I like. Like, it's just wild to me that it's, like, how is Chick-fil-A any worse than McDonald's? Or Starbucks. Starbucks is like especially bad. It's like how is how is Chick Fil A worse than all these other things? Like I feel like you just get into such a like downward spiral of shit. I think they've just had a bad um, like image. I yeah. guess like obviously what their CEO has been doing and might still be doing. I'm I'm I'll admit I'm not up to date on the facts on that, but. Is like it really cast a bad light and really yeah bad PR. I mean, and in addition to that, all the MAGA people are like, "We're gonna eat nothing but Chick Fil A." Oh yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. them. And then that you know that made that's it the worse. same as defining yourself through what you consume. Yeah, just by you know. I mean, I think that's a lot. I feel like that's a lot of what's happening is not just for liberal. I don't. Know, I think beyond liberals, I think just with our current cultural landscape, like I think we really think like what we consume is what is our politics. Right. And I think it goes beyond that because like I really do think like a lot of people, especially liberals, think like if we consume better things, we save the world. And I don't think consumption of better products does shit. Like, it just doesn't shit. Do shit because let's say all you do is consume ethical products. How does that fix the world beyond that? And it's like, I don't think that exists. So I think it's just like a very, like, endless battle of, like, it's like, okay, if I don't eat at Chick-fil-A, like, do I have to warrant why McDonald's is better? Because I don't think McDonald's is any ethically better than Chick-fil-A. So, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely one of those issues where it's like, if you think it's cancelable, that's up to you. If that if that's against your moral conscience, like, I'm, that's up to you. I but do, me, personally, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A if I crave it. I don't know exactly how Chick-fil-A treats their workers. I would love to ask someone and find out how they have been treated through, you know, their job or how much they pay. I'm not... I had, friend, I had a friend in high school who worked at Chick-fil-A. Yeah? He seemed to like it. I, I But I will say... Now, I know this is based in, like, a, a religious background, but Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays, as much as I hate it personally, because that's usually when I want Chick-fil-A, I really respect Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays. Because as someone who has worked in service and retail and stuff, having that guaranteed day off every week for someone, especially in that position, yep. has got to be really nice. Yep. And I would... I mean, I have Sunday's guaranteed day off, and I... I really like that. It helps. It's easier. I used to work at a liquor store. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before last summer, liquor stores in Minnesota were closed on Sundays. And it was great to have that guaranteed day off every week. So I do respect that, that they do that. I do love the joke that, because, you know, they always go, my pleasure. People like blink twice if you're in danger. Because they always, it's always That's very. That is very off-putting. Because they're like, my pleasure. 
They're like, it's a great day at Chick-fil-A. How can I help you? I really don't my like pleasure. that. My pleasure. Like, I, I do not. I, I will have to say I really don't like that. I like my <laughs> fast food service workers to be more dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's something where it's like, look, if I, I just personally, like, I feel like I'm going to keep eating Chick-fil-A. Like, but I, I don't think they're like, yay, I'm so happy to support them. It's more like I'm choosing to eat there. Like, I just am. Like, I remember this person, like, she made this, like, post that was, like, I just gave Chick-fil-A my gay money or something. Like, did you just see it going around? She got, like, hella roasted. Oh, yes. Like, how you just served a gay or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it was, like, obviously a joke. And no one in the comments was being, like, you just played yourself, blah, 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 clown. And it's, like, do you think this person, like, actually thinks, like, they've just played Chick-fil-A? Like, they're just, like, eating food they like and they're gay. Like... And they were, like, kind of, like, ex- being extremely condescending to them. Like, you just played yourself. Because if you're gay, this is what this means. As if this person isn't aware. Like, I was like, okay, y'all. So, Chick-fil-A, I feel like that's a question mark. It's, it's great. It's like we said it earlier in this podcast. This show is more than just canceling something. But, like, you know, looking at the gray area. Yeah. Pointing out that not everything is black and white. Yeah. You know, so, Chick-fil-A tastes fucking good. You had one of those fucking chicken biscuits for breakfast? Yep. I mean, okay, also, I mean, secret, though, that I learned from Chick-fil-A, if you don't want to eat Chick-fil-A and you want to eat chicken similar to it, just brine your chicken in pickle juice. That's really? the secret, yeah. And I've done it at home, and I fry my own chicken. Brine it in pickle juice. It's the salt. It makes the chicken much, much, much better. Because, you know, they're all served, the sandwiches are all served with pickles. Yeah, actually, I get them no pickles because I don't like pickles. Yeah, so they it's because they brine it in pickle juice. So if you want really tender chicken before you fry it, brine it in pickle juice for like 30, mi- 30 See, minutes. See, I really only go to Chick-fil-A for breakfast because I love the chicken biscuit. They are And it's good. not even the chicken that's my favorite part. It's the biscuit. Up here in Minnesota, it is very hard to find anywhere, especially a fast food place, that has decent biscuits. That's why you need to come to the South. Chick-fil-A has great fucking biscuits. I'll take you to the South and we'll go to Bojangles. When when we went to breakfast every morning in Atlanta, I made sure there were biscuits with every meal I had. Biscuits. Oh, you're making me want to go. Biscuits and grits with every single meal. All right, we're going to go to Georgia because, like, honestly, (laughs) the food up here just has nothing. Doesn't even come close. And that's okay. I also do have to say, as someone who, like, I really do love living in Minnesota, but I do miss the South. And honestly, in a way, like, Chick-fil-A is, like, kind of the only thing up here that reminds me of home. Minnesota is interesting when it comes to fast food restaurants because we have, we're growing more. We just finally got Chick-fil-A that besides there was one at the University of Minnesota campus and one at the Minnesota State University Mankato campus. Yep. And we finally started getting them spread out a little more, like maybe like uh, six years ago. We Raisin Cane's is now all over the place. Yeah. After only being in um, Stadium Village at the U of M. But like other than that, we have like we don't not have Jack in the Box here. We have two Sonics, and they're garbage. We have uh, we have Taco John's. It's like a midwestern. That's a midwestern. Taco John's is fine. We don't have a Waffle House equivalent. The closest thing we have to that is a Perkins, which is a sit down restaurant. And they're That's, all they're all closing. They are. Most of them are closing. What? The one on uh, Riverside. I did not know this. Yeah, that's closing. What? Cedar and Riverside over there. Rip. Um. We have, we have Culver's. That's a Wisconsin chain. Culver's is fine. They have good ice cream. 
Uh, but we don't have... Like I said, we said we have Sonic, but they suck. What was I going to... What else do we have? We have two Shake Shacks now. We do have two Shake Shacks. Into one in a very bougie neighborhood. Yep. And one in the Mall of America. Uh, but we just don't have things that other places have. No. That are, like, known throughout the rest of the country. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't think... I think the South has... I th- I mean, I think because... I don't know if you classify Waffle House as fast food. I mean, I think it's kind of like fast casual. It's a diner. It's a chain restaurant. It's a, it's a, but it's, it's, it's like very, very, very quick and cheap. And it's like, we just don't have anything similar to that at all. So, I don't know. I feel like Minnesota, like you said, it's kind of interesting. But we're starting to get more stuff. We just got Dunkin' Donuts back. Yeah. We used to not have Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I know. And then we had a bunch of Tim Hortons pop up a few years ago, and now all the Tim Hortons are closed. We need to do, like, a fast food history of Minnesota. It's, oh, I, that'd be so interesting. Yeah. It's crazy. We'll have to do it. That'd be really interesting. Did you even get a chance to have Tim Hortons while they were here? Um, I think I did. I think I had Tim Hortons at the University of Minnesota campus. That one's closed. The one of Mall of America's closed. They wow. all just, like, suddenly closed. And I think it's tied to Burger King. Because Burger King merged with Tim Hortons back in 2014. And they're struggling. And they're just like, and the Tim Hortons then expanded to here. And now they're just, they all closed. They mm-hmm. were only open for a couple of years. Everything just seems a mess with them. And I think that's really sad because I loved Burger King. I think Burger King is actually good when it's really good. Or, or it's really good when it's good. But every one of them just seems to be like two hours away from completely closing down. Yeah, I mean, I think, because I... I Shared the article with you a week ago. I think it was like CNN. I mean, essentially, what I remember from it is like they've always been more interested in like product development versus actual like experiences like self serve kiosks and having two drive through lanes and having digital like menu screens, like things like that. And they're finally catching up. And McDonald's has had those for forever. But that article you sent me was from a year ago saying that they were finally catching up. And I have not seen any of that at any Burger They're just not, I guess, like, modernizing is, like, the only word I can really, like, they just, they're not. And they've been very good at, like, I remember, so when I worked at Burger King is when they had that bacon sundae. And I think that was the first time that Burger King started being, like, what if we just did gimmick products? Like products that are like people buy because they just want to know what it's like. They're trying to do what Taco Bell does, but to less success. Yeah, basically. They do have an Impossible Whopper coming out. I so. do. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's going nationwide. I'd really like to try that. Um, White Castle had an Impossible Slider, which was really good. I approve of that. I mean, and we're, I mean, we're definitely going to have to, as a culture, start moving towards meat alternatives like yeah. that. And like I'm... I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan, but I am not not at all opposed to any of that stuff. I hear Impossible Burger is very good. I have, I can't wait to try the Impossible Whopper. If they have one at the Burger King by my house, by the time we record next week, I will give a review. Yes, please do, and I'll try it. Yeah, so, I don't know, I feel like fast food is part of everyone's life. And I think one thing, I guess one other thing I'd like to bring up and that we can briefly discuss is... I feel like a lot of times when people talk about fast food, they talk about it in a way where it's like basically shaming poor people for what they eat. I think people have this image of the poor, lazy, fat person who just goes to McDonald's because they don't know how to make right dietary choices for themselves and they're too lazy to cook. And I think that image is like, first of all, don't, it's not like, don't involve yourself in what poor people's, yeah, fuck off. (laughs) 
what poor people use their money for is none of your fucking business. And I was even telling Scott earlier, like, I read this article that said even most poor people, like, middle, middle class people, even though, you know, what the fuck does that mean? But, like, quote unquote, middle class people are more likely to buy fast food than poor people because fast food is still expensive for a lot of poor people. But I was also talking to him about how for some people, if you think about it, it might be better to spend $5 in a really high calorie thing than pay $5 for something that's not super calorie. If you're thinking about how much food, how much calories can I get for my buck? Because calories is what keeps you going, not just the food. It's the caloric intake. And fast food is really, really high in calories. And you can get a lot of calories for not a lot. So I think it's just... That Especially is- when we live in a country where we have like food deserts and food swamps, you're either in like where there's no food or where it's, you have no choice but to eat fast food. You can't, it, you cannot shame people for what they eat. That's why your point of um, cheap calories for or a lot of foods filling. That's why I would say I would go to Taco Bell for lunch quite often is because I can go to Taco Bell and get two burritos for a dollar, mm-hmm. and I'd be pretty good for most of the day i have a very physical job i end up pretty much hiking 12 miles every day yeah and if i get two burritos and i'm that is for two dollars that's perfect for me yep that's great like if i get like a fast food sandwich i'm like that is enough and like the meal or whatever that's enough calories to last me if i am if i'm like running and i'm like i only have a short window to eat i might as well go get fast food where the calories are gonna mm-hmm. last me a long time like i think i, I yeah. usually work like 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. That's all I have time for is to go to fast and get fast food. Yeah. Especially when I get home from work or I'm just like, after working so long, I get home from work at seven o'clock. I'm not going to sit and spend two hours to make dinner, especially as a single person myself. Yeah. I'm not doing that. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's just like when we talk about fast food, I feel like whenever we shame People who eat fast food, I just feel like it's really classist and or fat phobic. It's none of your fucking business. If you care so much about it, then then care about like about food deserts. Like either people live in parts of the world where they and, and not in the world, the country, in the United States, where the only food they have access to is like corner stores and gas stations and fast food. Or they live in places like Scott and I were talking about this earlier about it's just straight up they're called food swamps because it's like for every healthy option there's like four unhealthy ones. Like, I think you could describe my neighborhood as that. It's just it's it's saturated with fast food where you have no option. Like even if there's like a grocery store, you have way more access to fast food than you do non-fast food. And I think that's like a lot of part of the country and a lot of food swamps for the most part are neighborhoods that are predominantly black and Latinx. And I think there's a strong argument that they're put there for a reason. They target those locations for a very specific reason. And uh, so don't get mad at people for eating fast food and stop putting that image out there of the poor person, lazy person eating fast food. Fuck you. You heard it here. Fuck you. <laughs> like, just like it's like the official I, cancel club stance. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's like I like I said. Like, definitely, fast food is definitely like in an ideal world. Like, we would not be as reliant on fast food as we are. But like you said, or I wish fast food was healthier. Like, yeah, there's there uh, on the West Coast there are like veggie grills, stuff like that. Healthier fast food options. Mm-hmm. I want that to be more of a thing because yeah. I don't like to cook and I want food fast. 
But, like, I'm not opposed to eating healthier. Yeah. Like, if we can make that a thing, I'm 100% for it. Yeah. Give me that Burger King Impossible Whopper. I hope it's great, and I want to see more places like that. And it's to me, it's amazing that Burger King, of all places, is the one who's really... Burger King and White Castle mm-hmm. are places that are pushing that. Why isn't McDonald's... You know, they're, like, the, the top dog. Why aren't they, like, moving forward with these initiatives? Yeah, Or good putting question. these things forward? Imagine how much they could change the entire industry if McDonald's would take the step to introduce an impossible Big Mac. They, I mean, McDonald's basically runs but they, the beef industry. Exactly. They, McDonald's runs so much of that area. Yep. They, they have the power to do that, but they haven't yet. Yep, I totally agree. I would like to see fast food that's more "quote unquote" healthy, um, but I don't know. Until then, I'm sad Chick Fil A is not open right now. But maybe tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go yeah. Eat my feelings or something. Maybe I'll swing by and get a biscuit on my way. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I think yeah, I think something with fast food. I think it's something that I'll continue to think about. You know. Because it was really amazing talking to you last week and today that I really, I really thought about like how I interact with fast food every day. Because so I went, I went to a Starbucks today. That's fast food. Mm-hmm. Just stopped in there. Like I feel like honestly, if I start keeping track of every time I went to a fast food place, I think I would be genuinely surprised how often it is. So, yeah. There you have it. Don't hate. <laughs> and then before, what? What's your favorite fast? What are your? Oh yes, yeah, yeah we got to do this. This could, this could take a little while. Okay, number one favorite fast food place. Yeah. Just in general, or are we going to get specific in like burgers or whatever? Let's just do, to keep it, because we've been recording for a while, I think, just in general. We're, we're good on time. We're only at an hour. Oh, okay. I would say, in general, it's been kind of waning lately, but anyone who knows me probably knows this. I think Raisin Cane's is my favorite fast food place. Raisin Cane's is slap. Their toast and sweet tea is unbeatable. Yep. I think out of any place, including Chick-fil-A, Raisin Cane's has the best sweet tea of any fast food restaurant. Yeah, I would say so. I think they beat Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is good sweet tea, but... McDonald's is pretty decent, too, where they definitely beat McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's sweet tea is fine, but not amazing. Yeah, Raisin Cane's would be my number one. I'd say Shake Shack is my favorite fast food burger. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, In and Out. I've only had In and Out a few times. I've only had it once, and, and I, I was definitely not sober. It's okay, but I think Shake Shack is better. Shake Shack is very good. Also, Burger King is up there too. Burger, I love a good Burger King burger. Underrated. But yeah, Raisin Cane's would have to be my number one. That's not super surprising. I would say my number one is Bojangles, which is Never a southern chain. Yeah, I think they just straight up are. Their biscuits are super good. It's usually like a Cajun. The, my, my go-to is the Cajun filet biscuit. And you can get their Cajun fries or you can get what are called bow rounds. And they're essentially like potato olays, basically. And I also have their Cajun seasoning at home. And you can also get, um, for Thanksgiving, you can get chickens there. I think they're chickens. You can get full, like seasoned chickens there for Thanksgiving. We need to get real on this planning this trip to Atlanta again. Yeah. And I mean, it's like unreal. Like the food is so good. They also have really good sweet tea. 
Um, you can also just like get just like a straight up box that's like just a bunch of like chicken and biscuits and fries. Like whenever I come home, my sister and her husband, I mean, I really wish like I could have my sister here today because my sister, she's like every morning I go to Sonic and get the same breakfast burrito because they have like Sonics everywhere in Georgia. And she like her husband, they, they always go to like Bojangles together. They're, they're a huge fast food couple because they'll because I'll be talking to them be like one second. We're going to go to Sonic like they love Hashtag Sonic. relationship goals. Yeah, honestly, they love. And so when I'm with them, they just order a ton of Bojangles. And I recently went to Florida and I had to go through the Atlanta airport. And on the way there and the way back, I went to Bojangles for dinner because I was like, I miss oh. it so much. So I think Bojangles is my number one. I think in terms of like what I have access and access to in Minnesota, I'd say like Panera obviously is like a favorite of mine. I will always love Panera. Depending on the day... In terms of, like, beverages, like, I definitely am a Starbucks person. It definitely serves, like, if I just need to cry, Starbucks is very good. But you live in Minnesota. You know you're supposed to drink caribou. I do like caribou. I like I like certain drinks better at Starbucks than at caribou. I don't really get coffee drinks at other places. I'm, I got my cold brew in my fridge, and I just drink that black in the morning on my way to work. That's probably good. That's much better than all the, like, sugar. I can't do it unless sugar. I would That's put good. me. Sometimes I'd put a little bit of almond milk, but I don't even do that anymore. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it's, like... In Minnesota, I'd say Panera. I also love Shake Shack and Cane's is super good. Deeper question. Favorite fries from a fast food Okay. Restaurant. I think... Oh, my God. Okay. Because I know so, my answer right off the top. What is it? Checkers. Checkers slash rallies. Okay, has the best fries uh, with Popeye's at a close second. Okay. I don't remember what Popeye's fries are like. But they're like kind of like battered. They're almost like orange because they got like... They're like almost like kind of battered fried yeah, fries. Yeah. I feel like I've eaten Popeye's. I feel like I haven't eaten fries more than just like the other sides. Mm, I don't know if I've had checkers. There's one checkers in Minnesota. Okay. We and, have to go. Then. And it's five minutes from my house. Okay. We need to go <laughs> and get fries. The only problem with that checkers is no matter what time, you could be the only person in line at the drive through you will be waiting 20 plus minutes for your stuff. Oh my God. So if you're going to checkers, you have to make an event out of going to checkers. There's a checkers, I think in the mall of Georgia. I just don't think I ever went. Cause it's like where a lot of other, we are. need to plan this trip. Yes. Okay. We'll go. I feel like, okay. For me with fries, I personally really like, I like the Chick-fil-A waffle fries, but my boyfriend has the right take and you agree the take. They would be better if they were left in the fryer for like a minute more. 100%. For me, the Chick-fil-A waffle fries are just a delivery system for Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. Which is also the same as Raisin Cane's fries are delivery system for cane sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce to slap. If they were just all, they're really good. Sometimes they are crispier, like depending on the day. And those are the best ones. Speaking of crispy fries, Shake Shack does crinkle f- cut fries right. They're yeah. always crispier. Yeah. Like where Raisin Cane's does have crispy f- or crinkle cut like, fries, yeah. but they're not as good because they're not as crispy. But Shake Shack has like the same type of fries, but they seem to just do it right. Yeah. Get them like just the perfect amount of crispy. Yeah. Shake Shack might even be my number two fries. They're quite good. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I've always wanted to do, like, a definitive fry power ranking, so... You just need to do, like, a fast food bracket. We should do one, honestly. This is all making me very hungry. I am, too. I'm debating if I want to eat some leftover wings I have in the fridge. (laughs) Oh, God. Wild. That was great. 
Yeah, that, there you have it. Fast food, is it canceled or not canceled? Depends. Well, yeah. Chick-fil-A, I guess you can cancel us for liking Chick-fil-A if you want to, but I, we, we, I do feel morally conflicted every time I go, just so you know. The guilt is there. Really? I have stopped I, feeling that way a I, long time ago. I don't ago. know. I just... I listen to erotic uh, audiobooks in the Chick-fil-A. I've been listening to this audiobook. I'm almost done. I thought it would be like more supernatural the side of romance but it turns out it's more romance the little and it gets very steamy at points and i'm definitely just in the drive through with my windows down as it's like and he slowly took off my sweater so i'm like i'm beyond feeling morally conflicted (laughs) anymore because like i'm just straight up ordering chick-fil-a as like some woman is narrating like a very like steamy erotic vampire (laughs) <laughs> all right fair enough yeah the only way to go through the chick-fil-a drive-thru i go through it at 6 30 in the morning very tired on my way to work you beat the crowd because that place is popping oh i've been there after work before thinking oh i'll just go and wait out rush hour traffic and nope, hang out at chick-fil-a impossible it's no. crazy you can't even sit in there which I think is interesting. I think it goes to show how popular Chick-fil-A is in Still, Minnesota right now. Like, yeah. in Minnesota, it's a huge, huge hit. But, I mean, even when I'm in Georgia, I feel like the Chick-fil-A drive through is always popping. Always. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add. No. I mean, I think that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Fast food has been a very important part of my life, and I'm pretty sure it always will be. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Can't imagine what my life would be like otherwise yeah so i'm excited to see if you try that impossible burger impossible whopper if they have it i don't know this burger king by my house is kind of sketchy and kind of sad yeah (laughs) but what burger king isn't around here yeah um all right uh i guess that's it yeah did you have any bad takes of the week did you see? Okay, I can't find it right Every now. Every take is bad. Yeah, honestly, I don't. It got he deleted it. But did you see the guy who tweeted that Ilan Omar isn't a real Midwesterner, and then he got extremely ratioed oh, and then deleted yeah. it? Did you see that? I think so. Okay, I. That, or the or the people even saying I think it was after the debate or whatever that like, they like the like Minneapolis doesn't count. As, like, the Midwest and Atlanta doesn't count as the South. Yeah, okay, so he said... I sent said, that to you, I think. Yeah, okay, so he said... that so This same guy said it is ridiculous to say she's from the Midwest. And he, in the same breath, said it was insane to say that Senator John Lewis... John Lewis, who was in the Civil Rights Marches, could not call himself from the Deep South because he is from Atlanta. How is the Atlanta not the Deep South? And also, he's not originally from Atlanta. I think he's originally from Alabama. And also, like, Alabama, if you, because he was like, I worked in Georgia. It's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck you, first of all. Atlanta has been the home to so many civil rights marches. Go to fucking Atlanta. You will not be like, this is just like a regular, this is, it's in the South. And you're literally calling a black man who was involved in all the civil rights marches not from this deep south but like you are and then he took it he deleted all of it after the ratio was insane i think it was like 30 likes to like i think it got up to like nine thousand replies i mean it was like insane and then he was like 
I took it all down because it wasn't taken how I intended. And people are like, I'm pretty sure Twitter's been a just a riot lately. Riot, nightmare, potato, potato. Yeah. So that was pretty bad. But I don't know if there's been any other like Twitter drama lately. There's than- so many. I can't even keep track of it all. Yeah. Have I sent you anything? Let me look back at the DMs here and see if I've... Mm-hmm. If there's been anything, like, really bad. Oh, come on. Now you don't want to load. Um, oh, the Eric Holder tweeted this. I sent this to you. To my fellow Democrats, be wary of attacking the Obama record. Yes. Build on it. Expand on it. But there's little to be gained for you or the party by attacking a very successful and still popular Democrat. Okay, I... What the fuck? And it's like, it's always in response to uh, Obama deported an insane amount of people or he killed people. It's never... Like, they always say that to legitimate criticisms. It's like... Because it's like, it's not constructive. It's like, it is constructive because because we never dealt with it. That's why we have Trump. We had a Exactly, po- exactly, we, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we had a politician, like Obama deported more politicians. Deport- he should have deported all the politicians. I wish. He deported, <laughs> he deported, <laughs> he should have. I wish. Okay, so he deported more people than any president before him. He created like, just in the ability to just drone strike whoever like how is that not without trial yeah and just like the failure of his like presidency how did that not lead to where we are today and because liberals have failed to criticize him we'll never 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 fix it our concentration camps that we have now and they are concentration camps do not exist solely because of trump a lot of people pointed out a lot of pictures and footage and stories about family separation are actually from Obama, the Obama presidency. Like, it's been happening for forever. I've known about people being deported over literally nothing since 2010, 2011. I can remember hearing personal stories from other people. So, yeah, that was a really bad take. So it's right to point out, to criticize the Obama presidency and look back on it because... Not doing that has led to the shit show we are in now. I mean, even today, people have been posting, like, I miss Obama. He would have handled these mass shootings with dignity. And, like, they've been reposting pictures of him and how he handled the Sandy Hook crisis. And, like, not to say, like, his optics and the way he handled it were way better. But, like, at the same time, we were murdering young children overseas through just drone strikes every day. So it's, like, I it's just so annoying that anytime there's something bad, they're, like... If only we had Obama. It's like, what? So that we could have our current fucked up healthcare system? Like, because, like, it... And so that we could keep, like, drone striking people? Right. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, it's right to criticize and look at the past so that we can move forward and make the correct decisions and not make the same mistakes. Yep. So. Period. There you go. That's it. No more bad takes. We'll lose our mind. We'll go too far off topic. Uh, you know, follow Cancel Club on Twitter at Cancel Club Pod. Follow Trash Loaf and Skeleton Trash. Yes. Uh, follow us on Instagram. I'm going to try and post more stuff on there. Yeah, me too. I'll get around to it. Website coming soon as soon as I get out of my depressive episode. And we'll get on Apple Podcasts <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. We're going to try and we're working on that. Because yep. I've had people ask me, where do you li- where do I listen? I'm like, Spotify is probably the best place right now. But 
even though everyone has Spotify, they find that still a weird place to listen I to podcasts. I don't pod- think most people know you can listen to podcasts. On they, they're, I, they're really trying to... I'll, I'll do some free promotion here. Check out pod- podcasts on Spotify. I use Spotify every day. Me too. I mean, if... It's a, they have every podcast. They let everyone on there. They let us on. They were the first place that let us on. So clearly, they're the place to go for podcasts. Also, Spotify did post that really insane takedown of Apple. Did you ever watch that video they published? No. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll show it to you if I can find it. But they basically published this long video that shows how Apple purposely fucks them over so they don't compete with Apple Music. Oh, cool. They, like, published a very, like, step-by-step, here's how they fuck us over video. But Spotify still has more users than Apple Music, right? Yeah, but they find weird ways to, like, They're trying to, away like, from them. Of course. I'll show it to you, but I was like, Great. no, that's pretty based of you to just fucking say fuck Apple. Like, it's fair. Because, you know, you have to use the Apple Store to buy Spotify for mm-hmm. your phone. And I was like, that's pretty, like, risky to, like, go ahead and do it, but, like, yeah, that's pretty based of them. So, anyway, we will be on Apple eventually. Yes. <laughs> so, for all you people that use the Apple Podcast app, like some kind of I do. animal. I use it. I'm simple-minded, okay? Pocket Cast is better, but, you know, we're not, you know, paid advertisement. Yeah. That's just my own, po- <laughs> my own personal endorsement. Okay, let's just get out of here. It's getting hot in here. We got to turn the AC back on in this room. Yeah. All right, see you later. Bye. Uh, See, on command, baby. I can burp whenever, wherever. That's like a hidden talent of mine, but I don't usually showcase it.